0: where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the hilarious Daryl Mack. Thanks for joining us, Daryl.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Tammy.
0: So, Dara, why don't you tell us what you do? What is your business?
1: I am a stand-up comic. Uh, that's my main business. I also produce live shows for other uh, stand-ups, including a two-night, uh, we call it a two-night comedy bender, which happens in the mountains of BC every summer, the Kootenai Gut Buster, or the KGB shows, as it's known. And I dabble in a bit of a TV and film as well.
0: So you get you make your living making people laugh.
1: Making people laugh. Yep, that's what it's all about. I paid a lot of bills with just words and jokes.
0: You know what? A lot of people do it, but they're not upfront about it. Like we were just talking about here with the banks, lies and jokes. Oh
1: yeah, the banks. You don't have any money, so we're going to charge you some money. That's I think that's how they work.
0: Yeah, see, so you're upfront and honest about your 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 words and jokes. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> truth and reality. That's what I like to serve up.
0: Yeah, truth in reality, it's becoming more and more hilarious that you can't trust the news and you get your news from your comics. <laughs>
1: I get my news uh, somewhere between the mainstream and the Tinfoil Hat Club. You got to look for it now. <laughs> it's, it's a treasure hunt.
0: Well, I still, I still love like the Daily Show and this week tonight with John Oliver and those ones. Those are, those are my best sorts.
1: Oh yeah, they're great.
0: They are hilarious. And what's your family situation, Terrell?
1: Um uh divorced. Uh I've got two sons. They are both grown. One one's living with me right now while he's going back to school. And they're uh twenty-three and twenty-five. And sorry, twenty-three and twenty-six, wow, bad dad. <laughs> and uh yeah, no, they're uh they're well on their way into their careers trying to find their way through uh adult life and good boys.
0: Oh hey, that's good. So thinking about it now now like I said, you've got two adult boys and one's living with you again. Think Looking back to like when you were a kid and seeing your boys now, what are you seeing that's different in how they think about money and react around money from when you were their age?
1: Um, I don't know if it's just uh, my sons, but I I find youth tends to not have a lot of knowledge of how the monetary system works, and I believe it's the digital age that caused that. They're so used to just tapping or punching in a pin that they don't have a concept of what money is actually like to to have like the actual physical cash and i don't think there's as much value placed on it today as like when we were young
0: how so what what, what do you think is different besides like the tapping in the pin number and it's all digital
1: well i still like to carry cash because if you don't use cash they'll take it away eventually uh, and with cash you know exactly how much you have but when you use the pin or just tap to pay people don't realize how much money's coming out of their account like there's not a an actual physical connection with them, they just oh, just tap and pay, and all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore, and they're out of money, but they don't realize how fast they were spending it. That I don't like doing debit payments if I can avoid them. I'd rather pay cash because you actually see the money there, and it's it's got more of a perceived value. At least that's the way I see it.
0: Yeah, and that that is definitely something that I I, I teach a lot of people because so many people, like you say, they don't they don't make that emotional connection when it's right. all the plastic. And then I like carrying cash too for the simple fact that you only have to go through one thing where. Okay, you're, going, you're, you're, you're on the road, and you need to gas up your car, and your bank's down for maintenance.
1: I mean, you should say that. I was on, on the road with a young comic, and he was doing the debit pay And I said, why do you use debit all the time? He goes, oh, I've got unlimited stuff. He says, do you ever carry cash? And he goes, no. I said, we should have cash, because sometimes those things go down. And the next morning, we got up to go to a coffee shop and grab a quick uh, breakfast sandwich and a coffee to go, and he goes to use the debit, and the machine is down, and he has no cash. And he looks at me, and I said... I told you to get cash before, and I just went back to the rental car and waited for him. But he had to learn the lesson the hard way.
0: <laughs> I like using the debit, but I'm, I'm, I'm always paranoid because I, I've had it once or twice. Like You said where you it's not that you don't have the money in your account, but if you can't access right, the account. Right.
1: Or you have the money in your access, and makes- the next thing you go, oh, I've got that automatic payment coming through, and now the money's gone.
0: Yeah, all all of those things. So it's like it's convenience and and all sorts of good things, but it's also removing people from, like you said, the emotional connection and and the physical awareness of where there's money going so that more and more things it it makes it easier for the impulse purchases and buying things that don't matter and don't you don't need or want and not seeing how quickly it's depleting your pile. Like when it's in your wallet, you see that twenty dollar bill. Oh,
1: for sure. And I and I Believe that the retailers are charged a fee every time you use debits, so I'm sure that's tacked onto the price. Not using cash increases the cost of business.
0: Yes, it very much does. I, I know that there's a few places that if you pay cash, they will give you like a two percent <laughs> discount or something, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it adds up. So, and, and what are some of the things, especially with with, with having the, the 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 convenience of you being able to watch your son that's now living with you? What are some of the things that you're noticing that he's learning as he's growing up now?
1: Uh, well, I think he's learned that there is no free ride. Um, he's now he's got to worry about car insurance and his own cell phone bill. And uh, yeah, I think he's got the um, he understands where money comes from, and where things come from. He's he he values and respects that that now that he's in the adult world. Uh, both of them. Uh, my older boy just bought a house, so he's really going to have the reality of responsibility entering his world.
0: Oh, so he's now he's now a proud homeowner.
1: He is indeed.
0: So, what made him think about moving from? Because he is still quite young. Think about moving from like you said renting and all that to tying himself into such a large, long-term commitment.
1: Well, uh, he was lucky because uh, my ex-wife, um, where he he was living with her, she allowed him to stay there while he saved up money for the down payment. So. Um, he had very low overhead while he saved up for the house he never did do renting. I tried to tell him maybe it's a good idea to go and rent for a little bit and understand what it's like to live on your own and learn some of the pitfalls of, of not being under mom or dad's roof. Uh, but he decided that he wanted to, uh, go ahead and purchase without doing that. So now it's like something breaks. It's yours.
0: Yep. Well, there's, there's definitely major pros and cons with buying. A lot of the people think it's just the financial aspect, which is much bigger. Cause when you're renting, like you said, something breaks. It's not your problem. It's the landlord yep. and all that. When, when you own it, you have to look after your property taxes and anything breaks, it's your problem. And you've got your mortgage and you've got all this other wonderful, fun stuff. So they think very much about the financial aspects. But well, one of the things that a lot of people, especially young people, don't think about is, it ties you down like physically like if you're renting and you have you know what you have been given the dream job opportunity across the country renting no problem you're out of it if you are if you own it you have to figure out okay how am i making my payments until i can sell this and can i sell it is it a good market to be doing that in exactly
1: yeah if there's a downturn and you own the house you got a mortgage it's really difficult to make different arrangements but if the economy turns um, I recently did that. I moved into a situation where I could lower my overhead rent uh just because I could see the economy was gonna be a bit rough for a while. so why have such a fancy place when you can get all the needs for a lower cost yeah, and it's a lot of it also
0: comes down to like are you ready to be settled down in your life like where what are you, what are your what are your plans five years from now? so if he knows that all the power to him.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got his career set up. now. He's he's, uh, trained uh, to be an engineer with a railroad and he's just waiting for some position to open up when somebody retires and he'll have a a very good career with them. So he decided to just get a home base because when he's on the rail, he's going to be gone for several days at a time. So the commute wasn't a factor and he got himself a nice place on the edge of town where it's peaceful.
0: Excellent stuff. When the boys were little, what were some of the things that you were trying to teach them about money when you were when you were around and they were smaller? When did they start noticing and asking questions?
1: Uh, well, when I whenever I did uh, trips with them, we did a lot of camping trips and summer vacations. I brought them in on each purchase and and allowed them to understand, like, okay, this is what the money we have for the vacation. How do we want to spend it? Where where do we want to go? And they learned to help make these decisions, you know, for choosing. Everything from a restaurant to a campsite or even the equipment that we purchased. And I tried to instill in them a, a value of everything. So they were brought in on every step of the way of what things are worth. So it was no big surprise for them.
0: Oh, that's, that's, I, I, I love that. One of the things I talk about all the time is kids need to learn about how to make a decision and how you do that is you bring them in on it. But you also have to tell, like, help give them the factors that are needed to consider in order to properly make a good decision. Yeah. You know, not just, do you want the blue one or the red one? But going through, look, like, okay, here are the different questions you need to be asking when you're making the decision.
1: Yeah. No. They, they. They. That you have to have those questions for sure. Like when you're making the decision, like weigh it out. Here's what you have. Here's how you can spend it. What's going to give you the best value for your money?
0: Because one of the, one of the things that i'm finding very very funny and you see it through the social media more than anything cuz the kids are so into the social media but you get these kids that are going off to college and 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 becoming adults and they and they, they they don't have any life skills when it comes to money or like even running a household or what anything costs or how to do any of this stuff and it's like how do i learn how to be an adult
1: <laughs> i don't even know yet myself i'm still trying to learn <laughs>
0: Well, there I was. I was reading a really interesting article. I think it was based somewhere like in New York State or whatever around a, a university, and somebody had started a class actually called "Adulting 101."
1: Oh, you're kidding me!
0: No, I'm dead serious. Where they would teach them like basic budgeting things, how to do laundry, how to cook oh, basic ow. meals, how to go grocery shopping, how to look after things like. How to look over your cell phone bill, because these kids ha- no, have all these skills that are wonderful, but when it comes on how to be like a basic functioning adult, they know nothing.
1: Wow, that that's that's it's hilarious and scary at the same time.
0: I'm I'm actually thinking okay, because I I've, I've talked to so many parents and stuff, because I like got a lot of my clients where their kids are just starting to hit university and things like that, and then going. I'm thinking I need to set up a class called Adulting 101 here around State and the <laughs> University of Calgary and stuff and I've already had three companies going, I'll sponsor you.
1: <laughs> wow, that's awesome.
0: yeah and just thinking about okay when, where when would I have to do it and how how would I physically get everything set up to teach them like for a week how to be a basic grown-up? <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny you should mention that because uh, I was just reading one of my friend's Facebook statuses and he's in human resources and part of the hiring uh, of new staff. And he was just posting how he's amazed how people will send him an email asking about a position and leave no address or phone number or full name for them to get back to them. Yeah. Just like one initial.
0: Yeah, because they, they, don't, they don't think about once. Or another one that I've heard from a lot of people that are like doing hiring and HR and stuff, especially for the larger companies is it's not the kids that are inquiring about the jobs and stuff. It's their parents.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. I I can't even imagine the embarrassment I would have had if my dad had done job shopping for me.
0: Oh, we couldn't. You and I both would have died. (laughs) Yeah. How could you do that? But there's, there's so many parents that are so overly involved in their kids' lives that they try to do everything and interfere, and then their kids go, well, I don't know if it's because of anything that I did or my abilities, or it's because of my parents, and and they're not helping their kids that way; they're handicapping them.
1: Oh, totally! Yeah, you got to teach them how to uh, swim on their own, so to speak.
0: Well, that's uh, one of the things when my daughter doesn't give me grief on it anymore because this we've always been with her, this way with her is that. My job as your mom is to teach you how to be a fully functioning adult so that you can move out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love you, but you need to be able to leave.
1: (laughs) That's right. You're not waiting me out. You are moving out.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe that's why my parents gave me a a new suit and luggage for my graduation gift, and I wish that was a made-up joke, but it's not.
0: Yeah. That used to be much more common, and and, and people were much more self-reliant, and... The pendulum's always swinging, but I I definitely think we need to become a lot more involved in teaching our kids the life skills and letting them make their decisions and, and fall on their faces and figure some things out on their own. And when we're teaching them, giving them the guidance on what are the questions you need to ask? How do you go about evaluating? And then you deal with the consequences.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no, you have to, you have to train them for, for what they're about to get into. It's, it's crazy not to. You need, you need your kids to know about money because they're going to take care of you when you're too old to take care of yourself. <laughs> it's, it's part of the long-term survival strategy.
0: Yeah, part of the long-term survival strategy. But we, we've got to, we've got to start making some serious changes because unfortunately the way things are going, our, our kids, through all sorts of various things. Part of the fact is a lot of parents are not putting the time and effort into teach their kids the useful skills. Like they'll run them all over the place for every sport and extracurricular activity, but teaching them life skills, like how do how do you go and do your own interview? How do you how do you cook and, and, and do up a budget and, and be aware of that stuff? We're missing out on them that way. And then the economy has changed so much that a lot of the The starter jobs that you and I had access to when we finished school, those don't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, automation has taken quite a few uh, jobs away.
0: Well, automation and and all sorts of different things, like there's there's no mandatory retirement age anymore, which is a good thing and a bad thing, and just so many different things. The game that we played when we finished school is not the same game that our kids are having to play. It's a completely different one.
1: I would agree totally on that one.
0: And we need we need to work on better preparing them. So, looking back from when you were a kid and now that you've got adult kids and and from the sounds of it grandfatherhood isn't going to be that far off. <laughs> oh,
1: bite your tongue. No. <laughs> Luckily they are uh, not looking to make families anytime soon.
0: But dear, um do you do you remember when your boys were little? Yes, I do. Like it was yesterday?
1: Yes, I do. There I know. You go. <laughs> and half just like that.
0: Yeah, there you go. So it it might not be for 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 five, six, even ten years or whatever, but that time's gonna go by very, very quickly.
1: <laughs> oh boy, what have I done? What have I gotten myself into?
0: <laughs> well, you, you you got yourself into parenthood, dear, and, and it's a progressive thing. I I have to remind myself. I remember when Greg told me that I was pregnant with Ayla, and she's gonna be 14 on Friday.
1: Wow. Yeah. she's uh, she's getting up there in years, isn't she?
0: Yep, that's the only way that they go. I keep teasing her because she's almost as tall as I am, and going, I did not authorize this. She asked <laughs> at me, "Mom, nature doesn't ask." <laughs> that's
1: right, nature just does.
0: Yeah, nature just does. So, what would be the three things that you that you would say kids need to learn about money today in order to be successful and grow, go on to be functioning? healthy, financially responsible adults? What are the three things?
1: Uh, I think they need to learn to put money away for their future um, and also to have money in reserve for any sudden emergencies that crop up so that it becomes just um, an an annoyance rather than something that's a financial emergency. And uh, learning to live within their means is very important. I know it's really cool to keep up with your friends and yeah, they got the latest smartphone and you want it too, but you really need one that expensive, that type of thing. You know, you don't need the fancy new carving; get a good, reliable, used one. Living within your means is very important. And there's a lot of people young and old that are very bad at doing that.
0: Well, yes, I will. I will fully agree, but I think, from from my experience seeing the people, it's more the fact that most people are not aware of what their means are and are not aware of what their expenses are. It's mostly just they go about so much of their life unconsciously, especially when it comes to the money. So they're, they forget about things or, oh, I didn't know the vehicle registration was coming up or I've got school fees. Oh, I forgot about that. Or like you said, the financial emergencies and stuff and 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 being aware of the true cost of things, like yeah, do I need the brand new cell phone or anything like that, or like yeah, vehicles are a huge expense and different yep. things like that.
1: I stopped buying new cars a long time ago. I just get a decent used one that someone's taking the depreciation hit on, and with the money I save on payments, I can maintain that car and go on vacation and stuff instead.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. But then there's also been times where I've sat down with clients that have older vehicles, and yes, they're paid for, but they're getting to that point in their lifespan where the the uh, repairs are costing them so right. much that I'm going, you know what? It'll be cheaper for you to get a new car with the payments rather than going through and paying $2,000 every two months for repairs on an old vehicle.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think that comes down to having skills. Like if you've got a little bit of mechanical ability, you can tell when that car is gonna to get to the point where it's too much hassle to fix it. Or yeah. you can pick one that you might get a great deal on it. Uh, like estate sales when they're just unloading dad's car because, you know, some someone passed away, you can get some screaming good deals.
0: Oh yeah. I'm I'm very, very fortunate in the fact that my husband is, is extremely mechanically inclined yeah. and We've always bought and very well taken care of used vehicles, and it sometimes drives me nuts with him being so anal retentive about the cars. But I really do appreciate it.
1: Oh, for sure. No, he does have good mechanical knowledge. I have picked his brain a few times, but yeah, that that comes to having some knowledge and skills. Like you have to have skills more than just computer programming or, or whatever it was they're teaching the, the the students in, in school. I always uh, told my boys to learn as much as they could and. Now they're taking apart engines or the, the furnace was acting up here. My younger boy, he, uh, he goes, Oh, I know how to fix this. And he was in there like, Where'd you learn all this stuff? They're, they're very self-reliant. It's quite impressive.
0: Oh, doesn't that just make you feel so proud?
1: Oh, yeah, very proud. Proud dad for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I love the fact that like Greg, Greg's really good with, with fixing stuff around the house. That's his ability. And, and he looks after the cars and stuff. And then, I have different skills, but it's like you said, it's learning, learning those practical things. One of the things that's that's getting to be kind of sad in the schools is so many schools don't even have like a shop class or a home ec class or or woodworking. They don't have these hands on learn these skills classes as much anymore.
1: I think that's sad. I mean, everyone needs to know this type of stuff.
0: Well and and you learn how to how to do some of this stuff and you take those skills and they, they, they translate over into other things.
1: Absolutely. And even um saving you money of like you have some skills to fix something, but you're not that good at it, at least you understand the process. So when you hire a professional, they don't take you for a ride and overcharge you. That's the other thing is if you don't know what, what's involved, you don't know if you're getting taken for a ride or not.
0: Yeah. And another one that I love is trading of skills.
1: Oh yes. Anyone out there want to trade something for my comedy show?
0: <laughs> well, we've we've gotten help with, like, renovations and stuff around the house with, with skilled people because Greg will help them out with the car or I'll help them out with some business stuff or whatever. And I'm going, I absolutely love that. It's a great way of, of everybody gets value and, and it doesn't cost you any money.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, the barter system is coming back very nicely. I like it.
0: No, it's beautiful, so... All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to uh, chat with us today, Daryl.
1: Oh, thank you for having me on the show. And uh, anyone out there listening, if you want a funny vacation, come see us at the Kootenai Gut Buster, KGBComedy.com.
0: Yeah, the KGB. Been there there a couple times, and it is an absolute blast.
1: It is indeed.
0: All right. Have a good one, Daryl. Thank you, Tammy. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.fun.